0: Welcome to The Complete Musician, creativity at its core, exploring innovative musical ideas, thoughts, and techniques for the modern musician in today's society. With your hosts, James Nagus and Drew Phillips.
1: Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Complete Musician Podcast. I'm Drew.
0: And I don't know who I am. Who am I?
1: Today, your name is Archibald. I'm Archibald. You wear a top hat and a monocle. I was just
0: going to say yes. And I have an affinity, or I really like root beer for some reason.
1: It's very minty of you, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Um, I'm actually James. Maybe. And today, we are back with you, and it's the summertime, even though we're trying not to timestamp these. Uh, we are thinking more about a topic that we breached on last time, which was practicing during the summer. Last time we talked about the ways we can practice and that we don't have to get our instrument out of the case.
0: Right. Or say you you know left it in your trunk or in another state. And it or... didn't get stolen. And it didn't get stolen or you forgot to oil it, and so none of the valves moved. <laughs> so you had to find other ways of practicing. But this is now... Assuming you have your instrument in a very quick side tangent, everyone
1: listening, never leave your instrument in the car. Never do that. I mean, even if you think it's a punishment for the instrument, because you're not happy with how you're playing and you're like, I'm not going to bring it in the house because it doesn't deserve to be in the same residence as me. That is not a punishment. And you're just inviting tragedy. Do yes. not leave your instrument in the car uh, there. in a very quick story where I am, there was a student who, I don't know if he, well, he's graduated since years years ago, so I don't even know if he listens to this. He might. Um, but he would always leave his instrument, not in his locker, but in, like, the hallway of, like, the music building. And I always told him, I'm not going to say what he played either, but I it wasn't horn, and it wasn't trumpet, and it was trombone. And he mm. used to leave it. Out in the hallway and oh, I would say, Don't I know this story. Uh huh. And I was like, Don't leave it here because someone could just take it. And he's like, Oh yeah, Dr. Phillips, okay, whatever. Well, one day I noticed it sitting out there and I took it. And I put mm-hmm. it in my office and he freaked <laughs> out. I did go tell his professor. I said, Look, if he comes looking for it, it's in my office. But I've told him not to leave it. And so anyway, he eventually came around and asked me, and I gave it to him. And so, anyway, that was like my, someone will take this. The really sad part of this story is that he did actually leave it in his car one more time, and it Mm. was stolen. Mm -hmm. And then he came back and he said, you told me. And I said, I'm not going to say I told you so.
0: (laughs) Right. Even though the
1: implication was I told you so. Anyway, side tangent. Okay, so we are talking about... Ways to practice, but this time about ways that you get your instrument out of the case and right. you practice. But this time we're not talking. We're not going to lecture you on. Yeah, you got to do your maxi malfons, Yeah, you got to do your coat brush. Yeah, you should practice for all of your upcoming things. All of the things that, I- I- at least personally, I don't really want to do. Like I want to actually have fun when i play and there are (laughs) are you (laughs) saying that etudes solely etude practice is not fun that's not at least if you know me that is not a secret like that's yeah that not for me no that's not fun i I mean there are some etudes that were designed and written to be fun but there are a lot that are not they're just Mm -hmm. like for practice but anyway so we're going to talk about today some ways that you can practice but have fun with what you're practicing and at least keep getting the horn on your face
0: so maybe let's, let's actually change the word instead of practice because that generally has some kind of goal mm. or some kind of um, extrinsic motivation, which I think is what the summer tends to lack, like you were saying, if you don't have a recital or a concert. It's just about playing and it's just about finding ways to get the instrument on the face. So don't even worry about the word practice because yep. that even is a loaded word. That's There's like a, a negative. negative word. Yeah, negative
1: yeah. connotation with practice. Okay, then just having fun making noise sounds (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) because some of it
1: might be sounds (laughs) because our old teacher would say that part of his fun practice would be hitting the instruments in various in various ways and seeing Mm. what kind of different pieces you can create off of the found notes of hitting your bell in
0: different areas with your fingernails that's true and thus damaging it i'm always afraid of doing that kind of stuff oh me too uh i guess there's the definitions too of like what's music and what's sound and noise and right those like three noise is just unorganized chaos sound right is probably still unorganized yeah just like and then music is sound in motion or organized organized sound in time right you're welcome to do any of those things Uh, As long as you don't hurt yourself. And as long as you're having a good time at it, you're welcome to do any
1: of that. But we are going to specifically talk about ways that you can do that with the horn connected to your face. Now, in what ways you do that is up to you. But we are going to talk about primarily making sound in the way that you're supposed to play.
0: Or at least in the way that we do it this summer. Yeah. So I don't know if this is, you know, it's not something that will be attractive to everyone necessarily, but it's just some ideas of things that we do that you could try. Yeah. All right, so where do we start? Well, what do
1: we do on the horn? What? Do, well, okay, so we've already said that a two practice can be boring. It's just true. There's just there are some etudes, but if you're not into being super creative, there are some etudes out there that are fun to play. Um, I mean, I can think of certain books that I do actually enjoy playing out of. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I have a set of Brazilian etudes that are kind of fun because they sound kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. And um, some of like the unaccompanied jazz stuff is kind of cool because it it does push that boundary of like playing properly and like what is possible. But that's just Mm -hmm. like written music that we actually have. Um, One of my favorite things to do since maybe we'll deconstruct from here. We'll go from like proper playing on down Um, One of my favorite things to do is to pull out parts from music that I enjoy playing and playing along with recordings. Mm -hmm. And I think there are things that lend themselves easier than others. And it doesn't always have to be your, you know, the the stuff that we play for auditions. It doesn't have to be Strauss 1 and Mozart whatever. You can do that. And if you have fun doing that, great. Sometimes I'm in the mood for that. But that sometimes is like once every uh,
0: like five years. So that's well, not <laughs> that's actually fairly frequent. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> it is fun. Though if you have like a music minus one accompaniment, sometimes you can Some find of those online.
1: Yeah, because those are pretty readily available. But I think sometimes it's fun to put on your favorite solo piece and that you still have your sheet music for and find a recording that it doesn't matter if someone's playing the solo part along with you just have fun playing it like one of my favorite things to play off with i'm not trying to boost you know your ego over there uh, archibald but mm. or whatever your name is that we what decided was it was i think it was no, archibald I right i think uh, so <laughs> with your top and monocle um but one of my favorite things to do is to play along with a recording that you did with our other good friend paul basler when you guys re- did a live performance of his Serenade. The oh, one that is like crazy, crazy, crazy fast. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: one was yes, an aggressive tempo, but an effective one.
1: But it was re- it's really fun to play along with because you're both really present and it's easy to hear both of you. And that's actually something I do for fun. When, uh, when I want to just play the horn and I want to play one of my favorite solo pieces is I pull actually that YouTube video and I sometimes just play along with it.
0: Nice. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, if you find recordings, well, YouTube's a different story um, because they let anyone in that door, Yeah. but um, for the most part, if it's a professional recording, you can take a, a safe guess that the player is going to be good, Right. and they'll play in tune, and the orchestra will be good, and so it's a decent thing to play along with. Yeah. Um, there are some real rough recordings on YouTube, <laughs> so you can just use your discretion uh
1: usually the more professional quality the video is usually the better the quality of playing
0: usually usually Usually. or if it's just a still image of the album cover or something like right you know that's there it it won't be a real clunker
1: yeah but solo pieces are fun to play along with especially if you have the part and yeah there's someone else playing along and there's some nuance that they'll do that you may not but it's at least a way to enjoy playing something with some accompaniment or like james said music minus one is a good option as well
0: right yeah there's um things floating around there's midi accompaniments there's some orchestral full orchestral things minus solo part i know uh i created a bunch of piano parts for all of my pieces uh so sometimes quite frankly i'll just pull up one of those and and play as well you play your own music oh if there's nothing else, How if I've exhausted all of, of my maximum etudes, which <laughs> I do want to come back to that real quick too, and say that one thing with etudes that I like to do is, I think they can be boring if it's the same thing over and over. So you can always just read new music. So for instance, you know, if you have a hundred days of summer or something like that, there's this one book. Uh, uh, that Paul Bassler, speaking of Paul Bassler, did recently. I mean, he's done a lot more than that, but it's like a hundred etudes for horn. Great, you have a sight reading etude for every single day that you won't repeat. That'll be totally fresh, uh, and that is also just good to work on sight reading. But it just—it's like a musical advent calendar in a way. Yeah. So you never know what quite you're going to get, and, and you'll never see it again. don't ever see it. That—that's pretty fun, and if you.
1: I've met a few people who sight reading is not enjoyable to them, but I think that's because they're really intimidated of sight reading because they think it has to be perfect. But truly sight reading is just sight reading. It doesn't have to be perfect if you're working on the skill of it. Now we're always trying to be as accurate as possible, but it's good to just get a good influx of music in so that you start seeing patterns and start recognizing it and everyday music
0: that you actually are going to play because the more that you see it the more you recognize it exactly and we should do a whole episode on sight reading i think that's a good uh, idea we have a, there's a lot to say about that but i agree okay so uh, yeah nothing is inside. fun if you're not good at it but that's the true. Only way to get good at it is to work at it well
1: <laughs> i don't know about that you know it's fun to be bad at golf and we do that.
0: Well, there's a certain level of bad. There's like us being bad and having fun. And then there's being bad with your other work colleagues and just feeling like you're the smallest person in the world. And it's
1: really fun to be bad at bowling. Do you
0: remember that discussion? That was a uh, long yes. time ago. Yes. We
1: did, we made a. We have our other podcast uh, that we'll reference at the end. But that was a whole discussion. Anyway, tangent. Um, you're right it is not super fun to be bad at something but yes uh, we should definitely do a a episode on sight reading back to Mm -hmm. the original topic though um i think you also breached on another thing let's say you do have some etudes you enjoy or that you know you want to do but you want to enjoy them more so what are some ways that you can take music that you may already know but you can enjoy them more well you can do them in different styles you can do mm. them in different keys you can do them in different octaves there's all sorts of fun things you can do I, i'm thinking of ways you can make i mean let's take something mundane like uh, sorry let's take coprash uh, and there's nothing more mundane than uh, that that's yeah. it's not
0: trying to be anything fancy <laughs> no kidding
1: yeah and what could you do to make it fun well I don't know, swing
0: it, close, close the book. <laughs> there find you something go. Else. <laughs> yeah
1: I don't know, swing it. Um, play it with like hand glisses on every third note. Uh, right. um, play um, put on garage band and put a backbeat behind it and see uh-huh. what it sounds like then. I mean, there's all sorts of things that you can also add to the most mundane of tasks to make them, more exciting and create something totally different
0: or just imagine that you're, you know, playing this for grandma and you just want it to be as beautiful as possible and she's going to like whatever you play. So just know that whatever you do, it's going to be loved and liked. And just just think about being surrounded by all kinds of knit and crocheted items. <laughs> and you'll be great. Yeah, take it out of
1: time. Why do we have to be so strict? Just having a good time playing uh -hmm. with with again those mundane tasks now um really quickly before you go on because i know there's something you want to say that you like to do that we both like to do um but when we're talking about playing along with recorded music i think there are there are certain pieces and things that really lend themselves to being easily easy to play along with solo Mm -hmm. pieces are pretty easy because it's only two instruments i think orchestral stuff can be hard to play along with unless you Really, really, really know the ins and outs and nuances of not only the recording you're playing with, but like the piece itself.
0: Yeah, I guess right. it depends. Yeah, if it's very rubato or not. I, I like if you
1: wanted to have fun, I, I, something like Brandenburg is easy, that's pretty consistent, right? The whole time, most of the time,
0: and the movements that the horn plays. Yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of
1: right. Right, the outer movements. But that's okay. the only thing
0: easy about that. <laughs> of course,
1: but like that's when you swing it and see what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> up, up, up. Um yeah. or oh, like the the classical stuff, even Mozart's pretty it can be pretty predictable, Haydn can be pretty predictable. Once you get into like the romantic stuff, it can get difficult unless you really know it. I'll I will say though that one of my favorite things to do is to pull out record, a recording of Till and to play all four parts along with it.
0: Oh yeah. That can also be robotic, but that's a piece that you know. Right.
1: So So this could also go along with our last podcast when we talked about listening Mm -hmm. to recordings. Really get to know a piece and then go find the parts and play along with it. That could be a really good challenge, especially if it is something that has a lot more nuance to
0: it. And if you're doing orchestral things, if you think about it, like say you want to play through a Mahler symphony and play all the parts... That's an entire week's worth of one hour per day. Right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of that, the next topic or the next thing that you're going to talk about is something I know you enjoy doing.
0: Which is similar to playing with recordings, but it's actually making recordings and doing recordings and not necessarily as a tool. Like your teacher says, you know, record yourself in the practice room and listen back and I mean, sure, if you want to do that, but otherwise, it's just uh, recording for fun, finding quartets, duets, um, doing solo pieces if you have piano chops or have a piano accompaniment track or something like that. And I suppose, in a way, it forces us to be good and have high standards, especially if we're doing multi track because you have to play in tune with yourself, you have to play in time. And if you want to release that track online or put it up or something, you don't want it to be garbage. So you really want it to be good. But um, that's that's what keeps me uh, playing the horn over the summer, usually, is some recording projects. Yeah, we record
1: a lot of our own stuff, so that's pretty fun to hear our own music come to life, right. especially when we only hear it on Sibelius. And then we, we actually put the... Uh, the sound of us creating to it. I think that's a really fun thing to do. And you're right, your standard has to be really high because you want to sound good playing along with yourself. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things to do when we were in school together is to utilize the practice room recording system. If you remember that, that you could record into the room. Mm -hmm. I used to take some of those Amsden duets and record one part all the way through And then count myself off and play along with it it was really revealing to know wow my my pulse is pretty bad or (laughs) intonation here was wow that was really not what i thought i was doing but uh those
0: those that was pretty fun could be useful for that i definitely did that but that also injured me equally oh yeah because i was playing a duet with myself and i recorded the first part and then i was playing back and there was a glitch in the audio where, you know, sometimes for whatever reason, the audio just suddenly screams at you. Like, it's this <laughs> loud, extremely high, just Yelp sound. And so I was playing, and suddenly that happened, and I jumped. That was, it was so loud and so sudden, and slammed the mouthpiece into my lips oh, and no. cut my lips. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, That's so horrible. anyway. Just be, be careful. careful. <laughs> there's no accounting for glitches, but... Wow, that's terrible. Yeah, I'm also just generally easily startled if I'm not expecting something. So, wow, don't what? sneak up on me or else I'm gonna smack you. <laughs> You're gonna get hurt. Um, uh, that's yeah, uh, that's yeah. If if you don't have a friend to play duets with, uh, recording finding a space like that is definitely a lot of fun.
1: And if you do have a friend who likes to do that, then make projects for yourself. And Mm -hmm. your friends say, hey, I'm going to record part one of the Nikolai duet number three. And why don't you record part two and we'll put it together. We'll do it with a metronome and see what happens. Exactly. That's a really fun thing, too. And it also gets others involved, you know, because you are the most studious of your circle of friends. So get your others, other friends involved in the music making process
0: during the summer as well. I think we've talked about multi-check recording in a previous podcast. So just logis- logistics and things, you can check that out. And if not, let us know, and we'll we'll do it again.
1: Right. <laughs> and it doesn't <laughs> have to be high-quality stuff. It's just kind of fun to do. Um, the mm-hmm. I guess one of the last things that I'll say, unless you have other ideas, one of the other things no, I, really, for it. I really like to do is, I mean, like I said, playing along with recordings and things. But we've only talked about the classical music realm so far there's a whole lot of other stuff out there that's really fun to play that's not at all classical and Uh, is uh just fun to pick out tunes and play along with if you've never tried it find a karaoke track of your favorite disney song and (laughs) play along with it because you know the song right yeah You, you know the tune so find the key which is interesting at first especially if you just try to start playing <laughs> you're like this sounds like d major and then you that's play kind of nope, game. d flat
0: so how quickly can you adjust yeah, 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 yeah. it's like the borg you know they're, they're modulating the <laughs> right. shields quickly they adapt and play along with the tune see if your ear training is
1: good enough or if you don't want to do that and you're like that's too much of a mental strain because it is the summer find the fake book find the the part Mm, and play uh along with it that's always a really fun thing i like to do and honestly those can produce some really fun recordings like you can actually listen to it and go i actually sound pretty good (laughs) i think i did that a couple summers ago didn't i didn't i take like some disney songs and i i played along with the karaoke track and was like this actually sounds really darn good like i actually like the way i sound right now (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, and then you'll see videos of people doing, like, the Titanic theme and oh, yeah. other things like that. And mm-hmm. I guess you could do pop songs as well, although you would modern pop songs famous. tend to have the range of, like, a third. Fifth. Yeah. fifth. Uh, so it wouldn't be the most interesting. But if you think about it, if you're one that, you know, sings uh, in the car along with the radio, just do that, but with your horn. Just not in the car, because <laughs> <Don't laughs> that drive would be difficult. Yeah. yeah, just, like, don't text and play. Don't.
1: Or <laughs> text... Don't text and play. <laughs> don't text and drive. Don't play and drive. Don't play but horn and drive. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I've never tried to text while I'm playing. I mean, your right hand... Well, it depends on what hand you are, I guess. Because mm. you could, You got to play with one and hold one and... It would just be a mess. It would be a mess. But, okay, don't text and play. Try. Don't do that.
0: It No. Pretty dangerous, too. But play with songs that you like. Yeah. And, I mean, that's really like the kind of commonality of all of this is just do what you find is fun. And that seems like an obvious statement, but you have permission and we give you permission
1: to do that. <laughs> and I guarantee you your teachers would do the same thing because they want you to play over the summer just as you may not want to. <laughs> they, they want you to keep your chops up. And I do think that is something that we can lose during the school year is you lose the freedom to play what you want. I mean, your teachers are are, are going to prescribe things and give you music that you should learn because of just your, your educational growth. But during the summer is time when you have to be on your own and your teacher certainly wants you to play. So have a good time doing it, especially if you wouldn't have time because of all the other things you're working on during the semester. Have a good time with Just playing what you like.
0: And I think, too, I mean, music degrees, especially if if you're a music student, like in college, say, it's strange because once the semester ends, you have these two to three months of summer, but you're expected to still do the thing. Uh, I somehow doubt that, like, a math major is reading math texts every day. (laughs) Oh, I got to keep up my math chops. Like, no, I don't (laughs) think that's how it works. Like, they actually get a break from all of that but we the expectation is that we don't and it's just the nature of our instrument right so instead of just doing the same grind like you were saying is that's why we can take a step back and explore other things and do other things uh, and make sure that our playing kind of goes back and forth between the business side the job side and the pleasure side and that that line doesn't get disintegrated and we still have those two areas you know that we can go to when we need to and
1: finding these things you enjoy is only going to aid you whenever you get out of school if you're in school right now because if you follow a professional performing career path well you're going to be performing a lot but people are going to be telling you what you're going to play most Mm -hmm. of the time Mm -hmm. if you do the orchestral thing and if you're going to be a teacher then you're going to have to find things that you enjoy because being a teacher is. Whew, that's hard, and it's really easy to get those teacher chops. But if you find things that you really enjoy, you'll be able to continue that playing uh, aptitude that you developed during your collegiate years, but on things that you really enjoy and find that niche that you uh, will keep turning back to when you want to keep performing on your instrument.
0: You know, it's another thing that we probably could have addressed last time because it's not – as, as horn players, I think we're kind of referring to the horn as our primary instrument. But right. uh, something that you could do, is just take up another instrument. Oh, too. yeah. Just learn piano, learn ukulele. Learn guitar, like, yeah. yeah. You'll still grow as a musician, and you'll have to learn and become a student again, especially if you are wanting to teach. Becoming a student again can be very... Uh, humbling. A good learning experience, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Very humbling. That's a good idea. Is learning something new or teach someone else the horn? <laughs> teach your non-musical friends. Just the horn. put up
0: a put up a post on Craigslist. Be like, oh no, looking for beginning horn student. <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> Let's see what happens.
1: You would. You might get a lot of hits.
0: You would end up in a new physical story and yeah teacher gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: so be careful if you do that
0: just make sure they're not your student isn't uh dressed up as a clown in north carolina or virginia or wherever that was
1: and they're not really tall and live in the woods and go by the name slender man yes don't
0: do that
1: <laughs> well hopefully we've given you some fun ideas of things that you can do if you want to Pick our brain about this topic or have any other thoughts about what you can do to have fun playing your instrument again, not necessarily horn, but anything during the summer, then just let us know and we will happily provide just amounts of things for you to do that we enjoy doing on our
0: instrument. Yeah. So, and you can reach us um, at coramotohorn at gmail.com. I think that's the address we use for this podcast. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> and what I referred to a few minutes ago is our other podcast. We have another one called Drew and James Talk About Everything, which is totally not music related and totally randomly fun related. Mm-hmm. And we enjoy doing those because it's just like a conversation that you're listening in on about anything we feel like. But so, we, we did a, a conversation about bowling and the mm. the pandemic like a year ago right and it just came to me and uh anyway if you haven't listened to that go search drew and james talk about everything and listen to those as
0: well that's a good way to kill time if you're just on a bus or mowing your lawn or just probably not the best thing to fall asleep to but uh otherwise
1: unless we put you to sleep
0: yeah <laughs> in that case and you need a good night's sleep then Ooh, do you, you want to do a whole episode of tcm that's just asmr oh or, wow where we just get really close to the microphone and whisper and
1: just go shh the entire time <laughs> i would hate that i would hate that <laughs> i would hate editing that one i would so hate much. editing oh yeah. i would hate listening to that don't okay, worry we'll we never do that,
0: that. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, enjoy your summer, and have fun. Bye.